Okay, good evening everyone. Tonight's class is titled Hidden Love Part 2. And I will share that even if tonight is the only class you ever come to, you're going to learn something absolutely incredible. The takeaway is, is magnificent. And that's why I was looking earlier for that picture of that light, of that sword that extends and comes, pulls back in. We're going to learn tonight how contrary to what often people perceive as godliness getting lower and lower and further from its source, really, whatever may happen in a person's life, the essence of God is fully in him and like that light, that maybe there's outer shells to the inner light, all that's happening is there may be greater shells around that inner light, but the inner light is within every single item that exists in this world. That means, and we're going to use these words, even the lowest of low, even the greatest sinner, has within him the essence of God. Soon we're going to celebrate Shavuot, and on Shavuot we know that Hashem told the Jewish people, I'm going to give you the Torah if every single Jew is there. One Jew is missing, I'm not going to give you the Torah. Because each and every Jew is a part of God. And if a part of God is missing, we're incomplete. It's, we, the Torah can't be given. And we're going to see again, we're going to go again and discuss this point now inside, how within the lowest of low is the essence of God. Let's see that inside. We're on page 76, right column. Eight lines from the top, even. Even the most worthless. Again, that's page 76. Right column. Eight lines from the, seven lines from the top. Even the most worthless. You with me? Even the most worthless of worthless men and the sinners of Israel are thus endowed at the time of marital, marital union with at any rate a nefesh, the nefesh of Malchus de Asiya, royalty and world of action. Even the, the lowest of people but when they're going to get to, when, when a husband and wife are going to get together, they have the ability to perhaps give the lowest level. But they're going to create a child with, let's look at that inside, nefesh de nefesh. Nefesh de nefesh is the lowest level within the types of souls. There are different types of souls. The lowest level, the lowest type of soul is nefesh de nefesh. But this type of a soul, the lowest type, within the lowest type, there are 30 levels it can come from. So we're saying that, yes, perhaps this low man, this, this great sinner, perhaps he'll only be able to give his child the soul that is nefesh de nefesh, the lowest type of soul, and within the lowest type of soul, it's Malchus de Asiya, royalty and world of action, which is the lowest level of the lowest soul. So it's saying, yes, you're going to give your child, God forbid, the lowest type of soul from the lowest level, which is the lowest grade of holiness in the world of Asiya. Yes, you're giving your child 
the lowest. Nevertheless, since the latter is of the ten holy sephirot, since, yes, you're giving the child, this person is giving his child the lowest type of soul from the lowest level, but because the lowest level is a part of the ten holy sephirot, it is compounded of them all, including Chachma, the Asiya wisdom of the world of action. So, in short, uh, could you pass those cups there, please? Let's make sure we have ten cups. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's take away two. <laughs> After all that, okay. And the remainder we throw on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Ten cups. There are ten levels within each world. How many worlds are there? Four worlds. There are, there are four, that means there are four types of realities. And within each reality, there are ten levels. And this actually, I was asking before for that lightsaber, this is going to do the trick. This is exactly the way it is. Inside of each cup is the cup on top of it. The cup on top of it is within it. That means this lowest cup actually has within it part of the highest cup. This lowest cup is called Malchus de Asiya, royalty of Asiya. The highest cup is called Chachma de Asiya, wisdom of Asiya. <coughs> but nonetheless, even if the slowest of low is giving his child a soul from the lowest level of Asiya, but that level is connected to the highest level of Asiya. Well, now let's talk about the three worlds. So now we're just going to have three cups. The three worlds are exactly the same as the, just like the ten Sifirot were all inclusive one of the other, so too the three worlds are similarly the same. Inside of the lowest world, sorry, the four worlds, inside of the lowest worlds is the, is the world on top of it, the one, meaning, even if you're at the lowest level, that level is directly connected to the highest level. Even the lowest Jew has within him the deepest part of God. It may be that the deepest part of God is is within him, surrounded by 30 shells, so to say that may be. But the deepest part of God is within him. Any questions on that point? Uh, shells is inappropriate, uh, but I meant to say 30 levels because within each level, or 40, 40 levels, right? Within each world you have 10 levels. So if you want to get to the highest of the worlds, there's 40 levels. Right. So, but nonetheless, within that person, if he's going to just get to his, his essence, the highest level is within him. Let's read that again. Even, again, eight, seven lines from the top. Even the most worthless of worthless men and the sinners of Israel are thus endowed at the time of marital, of marital union with at any rate a nefesh, the nefesh of Malchus Asiya. What is that? Which is the lowest grade of holiness in the lowest world, in the world of Asiya. 
Nevertheless, even though it's such a low level, since the latter of the ten holy spherot is of the ten holy spherot, it is compounded of them all, including Chachma de Asiya, wisdom of the world of action, wherein is closed Chachma de Malchus de Atzilos, wisdom of royalty in the world of emanation, incorporating Chachma Da'atzilos, wisdom of the world of emanation. Again, we're saying the lowest, the lowest level has within it the highest level of its world. Malchus has with, of Asiya has within it the highest level of that world, Chachma Da'atzilos. And Chachma Da'atzilos has within it the lowest level of the world on top of it. Which finally is going to source us back to the highest level, which is Chachma Da'atzilos, incorporating Chachma Da'atzilos, wisdom of the world of emanation. The lowest level has within it the highest level, and here's the punchline. The highest level which is illuminated by the actual light of the Ein Sof, blessed is He. The highest level of the four worlds, which is wisdom, has within it the essence of God. <clears throat> How could that be? The essence of God is wisdom. That's a very seemingly, that's a problem. We're already limiting God. Well, we're going to, how could we prove that the essence of God is within the wisdom? We only have one method. And that is showing a biblical source. And that's what we do now. As it is written, Hashem bechachma yasad aretz, the Lord has founded the earth with wisdom. Hashem created the world with wisdom. The four worlds were created initially with wisdom. The highest level of the four worlds is wisdom. And not only that, but don't think that Hashem cre initially created the world with wisdom and then He let go. No. Every single level has within it the highest level of wisdom. How do I know? And we're going to quote a second a second passage from Psalms. You have made them all with wisdom. Kulam bechachma sisa. Not only did the initial creation happen, Hashem bechachma yasadar, it's not only, only did the initial creation happen, the Lord has founded the earth with, with wisdom. But we continue a second passage, you have made them all with wisdom. So Hashem created, God created the world with wisdom. And the wisdom is within every single world, permeating every single world, permeating every single level. So in summary, a very important summary, and let's see that summary inside and then we'll take questions. Thus, here comes the punchline. It comes to pass. The reality is, the truth is, that the Ein Sof, Ein Sof, what does Ein Sof mean? The, the infinite. The infinite Hashem, the infinite. Blessed is He, is garbed, as it were, in the wisdom of the human soul, of whatever sort of a Jew He may be. Whatever, you know, people, they come say, oh, I, I'm a, I've sinned too much. I, I don't, doesn't, nonsense. Whatever so look at these words, of whatever sort of a Jew he may be, man or woman, adult or child, within his wisdom, 
is the essence of God. Is that powerful? Yeah, yeah David, please. Every neshama is infused again and again with the potential to make a fresh start. This sounds wildly optimistic, a spiritual rag to rich a story, yet the least one shall become a thousand, for he bears within himself, as it were, the patriarchs, the chariot itself, though concealed, of reduced dimension and imperceptible. Absolutely. Within every Jew, although it may be deep, is the essence of God. Any other questions? Yeah, sure. oh, any that questions? chariot business because it brought that image. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Here we go. In turn, now that the essence of the of the person in, has the has Hashem's essence, in turn, the soul's faculty of wisdom. Together with the light of the Ain Sof, together with the light of Hashem, blessed is He, that is vested in it, spreads throughout the entire soul. Don't come and say Hashem is only your essence. No, no. Hashem's, the essence of Hashem within your essence is illuminating and, is, and giving life to your entire soul. You're not half Jewish, half not Jewish. Hmm. Half godly Moshe. You know, Moshe, how tall was Moshe? Moshe was ten amos tall. Ten amos, like, like Yosef David said, is about a little over 15 feet. Quite tall. And we learn about him. He's the only person that Rashi, the greatest, the greatest commentator on the Torah, Rashi says he was half godly, half physical. Seven and a half feet were godly. Seven and a half feet were physical. <laughs> we say that about Moshe. Moshe went on, on the mountain of Sinai. He didn't eat for 40 days, 40 nights. About Moshe, we say, was half godly, half physical. But regarding, regarding ourselves, we're not saying our essence is godly, the rest is... No, the, our essence is godly, and that makes our entire being godly. That it permeates our entire being, throughout the entire soul animating it from head to foot, so to speak. As is written, how do I know that the essence of God within my wisdom permeates my entire being? So the passage shares with us, Wisdom gives life to those that have it. Wisdom is the life force of your entire being. That means the essence of God is the life force of the entire person. Hashem's essence is going through the entire person. So, and now we can answer a very big question. The Arizal, he asks a question. He says, at times, there are unfortunately great souls that have come to this world they came down to this world. Unfortunately, it was a disaster. They didn't fulfill their mission. Unfortunately, they did the opposite of what Hashem had planned for them. So they come back to heaven. And there's two options. Option A is, unfortunately, they could go straight to Gehenim. They could go to hell. But option B is, we say, come down back into this world and try again. 
Gilgal, Gilgal Neshamot. The soul gets another chance, reincarnated into another person. Well, when an awesome soul comes to this world, like a very high soul, and it fails, so obviously the accusing angel, angels don't want to give it another chance. They're like, no, no, this is not fair. One chance is enough for such a soul. <coughs> so they, say, they make one condition. They say, you know what, you want to try again, no problem. We're going to allow you to try again on condition you go into a family of sinners. You, we gave you a good start the first time. The second time, we'll give you another chance. But we're not going to give you an easy time. We're going to put you inside of a negative family. If you could grow out of it, you deserve it. You're free. You've, you've done proper teshuvah. You've done proper repentance. But otherwise, you've really, you've really you know, put yourself under tough lights. That's what the klipa, that's what the negative energy says. And that's the way it is. That, again, if a great soul came down to this world and didn't fulfill his mission, and did the opposite, he's able to come back to this world, but in, put inside of a tough situation initially. But we have a big problem. What's the, what's the problem? You, you can only create who you are. You can't do more than what you are. How can... A sinner give birth, how can a low soul, a soul, an extremely low soul, give birth to the most lofty soul? Again, we're saying, what does Arizal teach us? He says that a lofty soul can be reincarnated in the family of a very low soul. But how can that be? How does a human being that has a very low godly soul have the ability to draw down the most lofty of souls. Is that the question? Mm -hmm. Yishai, the question is clear? So what's the answer then? It's possible. <laughs> but how? Yes, of David, please. It sounds like it's commanded from above. The, the, you know, the heavenly court had to, had to listen to the accusing agents and say, okay, you guys win. Let it let him be born into a family of sinners, and, and it happens by divine decree, I guess. That's fair. Please go ahead. First of all, everybody has the divine spark. What does the divine spark consist of? According to Steinsaltz, the soul is recombined, and it is within the power in the birth process for the recombined soul to give birth, because of the divine inspiration, to a whole new set of circumstances. Now, it's obvious on its face in the simplest interpretation, but it also is extremely sublime. And what that says is that the limited number of souls are continued to recycle to get the optimum performance. What does that mean? That means that to produce, through free will, the predetermined stuff of which it is made to achieve the maximum benefit for mankind. So it is a combination of the divine spirit and of free will. I, I need to say, I obviously failed in my mission tonight <laughs> because we just said the answer. 
The last 15, 20 minutes was the answer. Let's turn the page and we're going to see it clearly. Yeah, page, page 78. Yeah, the top, top of the top cup is inside the bottom cup. Exactly. There is... Remind everybody who the Arizona is. <laughs> there is... Now that we've established, there's no such thing as a low soul. The question I asked was that how could a low soul bring down a lofty soul? But that's nonsense. There is no such a thing as a low soul. There may be a soul that has a bigger crust around it. But the essence of every soul has the essence of God. So that means the lowest of all souls, nonetheless, he has his essence <coughs> is, the es is the essence of God. It's, it's not a question anymore. Everything's interconnected. Let's see that top of page 78. At times, sinners of Israel may even bring down very lofty souls which had been in the depth of the Kalipot as is explained in the Sefer Gilgulim, in the book of reincarnation. If you look in book in note eight, it says this was written by Reb Chaim Vital. Reb Chaim Vital, the Arizal. You know, you talk about making a difference in this world. How long it takes to make a difference? How many years do you need to work in order to make a difference in this world? The Arizal, following Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, which we spoke about, who passed away on the 33rd day of the Omer yesterday, the person who took the Zohar to the next level was the Arizal. After the Arizal came Chasidut, the Tanya, and, and elucidated it and made it more, even more applicable for us. But listen to this. The Arizal transformed the world forever. How many years was he alive? Yosef David, you should know this. 38. 38 years from Tzfat. How many years did he actually reveal and share his insights with other people? He was in Tzfat for a year and a half, I think, and that's, it was a very short period. And he, was he, he unfortunately passed away at a very young age, within t under two years. The entire transformation of the world that he made was in a very short time span. It just shows you that you don't need years. Things can happen literally an instant. So back, back to what we're talking about. What's clear now is that within every soul is the essence of God. Where did we say, within which level of the ten sifirot, of the ten emotions, within in which of the ten is the essence of God enclosed? Wisdom. We mentioned earlier that there are ten, there are, just to quickly review, there are ten sifirot. There are ten different types of faculties that Hashem has given every person with which to operate. And every level that a person may be in has its own set of operative faculties. The highest level of these ten is Chachma, is wisdom. After wisdom comes understanding. After understanding comes connection comes knowledge. These first three are very important for us to understand how the essence of God could be in wisdom. Remember we, we spoke before, God 
is infinite. Well, if I tell you that God is within wisdom, He's finite. God forbid. That means we're limiting God all of a sudden. But what if wisdom's infinite? If you say he's only within wisdom, but what if he's in everything? Essentially, we're saying he's only within wisdom right now. Okay. We're saying Hashem is within wisdom, but everything gets back to wisdom. That's the way we're understanding right now. So that's, that's a problem. We're all, we, we are now limiting God. How can we do that? Anyone ever heard the famous question? Can God create a stone greater than he can carry? <laughs> it's a big question. If you say he can't create a stone bigger than he can carry, that's a limitation. If you say he can create a stone bigger than he can carry, that's also a limitation. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it another time. It's a fascinating question with a fascinating answer. But again, if we say that God is within wisdom, that is limiting God. That's not a compliment. That's derogatory. He's not infinite anymore. But that's not true. If we know what wisdom is, then it's not a limit. We have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. What is wisdom? How do you say wisdom in Hebrew? Chachma. Basha, could I borrow a piece of paper? Chachma bin Adas, correct. The Chabad is an acronym for the first three faculties. But today I want to show, to show you something else. Wisdom in Hebrew is spelled, who can help me out with the letters? Ches. Chaf. Mem Hey. Wisdom is spelled Ches Chaf Mem Hey. Chachma. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. How should I know? I'll show you. We're going to make a little trick and we'll all of a sudden know what Chachma is. I'm going to take the same letters and rearrange them. It's the same letters, I've rearranged them, and now Chachma spells Koach Ma. So again, Chachma is spelled Chaf, Chachma is spelled Ches, Chaf, Mem, Hey. We're going to take those same letters, rearrange them, Chaf, Ches, Koach, the power, Mem, Hey, Ma. I, I don't know. What? I don't know. Ma is what? Ma what? The power of what? Chachma is the power of what? It sounds like algebra. Chachma is the power of what? What does that mean? What does that mean? So our engineer in Intel, he has a problem, and he spends days trying to work out this problem, and he has different options, and each one he knocks down, and all of a sudden, he's sitting with his coffee, and boom, he has an idea. He has an idea. He figured out how he's going to make it work. But he still can't translate it. I'll give you an, an, an idea that's more applicable to, to myself, that's principle. 
You know, a lot of what I do is scheduling. Part of my job. Not the most enjoyable, but a lot of you making sure all the classes are working appropriately. You could ask Rabbi David for more information about scheduling. But sometimes it's very tricky. And then you, you put, it's like data, you're trying, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have an idea. But it's still not clear. You have to start actually trying it out, putting it in, all into boxes. It's going to work. The first initial brainstorm when you're working in Intel or if you're trying to sell diapers or whatever it may be, your first initial brainstorm is the power of what? There's a power. You know you have the power. The power is in your hands. You know you've come to the, a conclusion. But what is it? How am I going to really make this happen? Yeshua, you, you've had this experience before? Well, you were trying for a while to figure something out and... Well, uh, what I, where I thought you were going to go on this is how often you're dealing with a problem and you are stumped. And you think about it and you think about it and suddenly in a flash of intuition, all the pieces all fall into place. You don't quite know where it came from. You don't know why, but it's just suddenly there. Well, let's take that story. There's a certain yeah, maybe well, that's a side story, but no, there's a psychological term for it, a gestalt. Let's take that story you just said. The moment all the pieces came together, you, do you, did you still need to go ahead and like, put it on paper, make sure it's working out? Well, you know it was going to, but yeah. So that's, that, that's it. When the idea, when especially before you forget, <laughs> when the brainstorm came to your head, that's the power of what? It's like okay, I I, I have an idea. We're gonna going in and now making putting it into action. That is that is understanding. So you have wisdom, which is a power, but understanding is actually now putting it all into place. And the third, that, so the fir, fir, again, the first is wisdom, the second of the ten faculties is understanding, the third is knowledge. What is the difference between under, to understand something and know it? To understand means that it's in your brain. To know it means that you live it. You know it. This is, it's a reality. You own the information. You own it. You know it inside out. Uh, or you can tell others. Or it's unified with you. No, at, you could tell others. That's the most important part. To tell others is already by understanding. Yeah. A teacher could understand it. That doesn't mean he knows it. That doesn't mean he can tell others. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge means that you're living it. <clears throat> Knowledge means that it's a part of you. It's not an idea. It's not an abstract point. It's a reality. To share in other words, when you go to, Ni to Niagara Falls, do you understand it? Absolutely, you may, but going to Niagara Falls, it's, it's a reality. That's wisdom. If you would then go ahead and be able to take it apart, maybe you could understand it. You go over it in a barrel. <laughs> you really know that. <laughs> you, think, you know it well. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I, so, so you're saying knowledge is above. Knowledge is lower. Oh, lower. You need to have, you have, to have understanding knowledge. to know it. 
But knowledge is the is is under understanding. Knowledge is only acquired through wisdom and understanding. Yeah. There's no other way to get knowledge. It's not a bad thing. Wait, hold, hold, hold. You said wisdom was at the at the very top. Right. And you, you just described the middle one by the uh, the two the one above and below. Or you need wisdom, then you need understanding, and then you can you might get to knowledge below that. Wisdom's at the top, right? Right, right, right. So don't, you, you move from the bottom up, no? No, you go from the top down. First you have wisdom. Then you try and understand it. Then you connect with it. You cannot acquire knowledge unless you start with the abstract of wisdom. You are able to digest it and then turn it into knowledge. You know, I just go ahead. It, it seem, you guys are, are saying it like that's um, kind of obvious, but like it, it's just just it's you know, not just obvious. Mind, I would assume older than you are, <laughs> like the Maslow's hierarchy. You know, I, I have here that you learn older. I get the less I understand. That, that's just, I appreciate you pointing it out. Thank you. With this understanding, that wisdom is just the power of what I don't understand it. In wisdom, there's power. But it's not defined, well, that's perfect. That's Hashem. There's, Hashem is power, undefined, undefined power. So initially we asked, how can you limit Hashem to wisdom? On the contrary, wisdom is unlimited. Wisdom is power. Wisdom is the fact that I have an answer. I haven't yet answered it. But I, there is an answer. I, the answer is within me, and is within me. There's power but it's not yet formed. That is Hashem. Hashem is power. Hashem is wisdom. But it's unformed. Can do anything. Hashem can do anything. That is why Hashem is, with, is within wisdom, and that is why once, no matter how low you are, as long as you source back to wisdom, you're connecting to the essence of God. So you can understand something that you don't know, but you can't know something that you Correct. understand? Correct. Hey, you don't understand. You don't. Can't know something that you, you, if you don't understand. If you look at a plug in the wall, do you understand that it has potentiality? Yeah. What do you mean? It's there. It's nothing. It's a plug. Potentiality. But when you tap into that potentiality, all of a sudden you have great power right. and there are infinite things you can do with it. That's a shocking statement. It's a shocking revelation. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, may not know what that electricity is. I mean, a lot of, we don't, most people don't know what electricity is. We just know that it works. We know that it's power, potential, as um, you feel it. David says. Yeah. yeah, you can feel it if you just want to touch is it. Your finger is this the divine spark? <laughs> Page 78, left column, we're going to look at this idea, how wisdom has within it the essence of God because wisdom is undefined. And with that we'll summarize and take questions. Now, Chachma wisdom is the source of intelligence and comprehension. Wisdom is not comprehension itself. Wisdom is the source of intelligence and comprehension. 
And it is above being understanding. So first comes wisdom and then comes understanding. <coughs> what is understanding? Which is intellectual understanding and comprehension. Whereas wisdom, Chachma, is above them and their source. Note that the composition of the word Chachma is Koyachma. The word Chachma, if you switch around the letters, can be spelled Koyachma. The word wisdom, if you, if you switch around the Hebrew letters, spells the potentiality of what is. That which is not yet comprehended and understood, or grasped intellectually. Consequently, that is why there is vested in it the light of the Ein Sof, of the infinite blessed is he, who can in no way be comprehended by any thought. Being that wisdom has no limit, being that wisdom has no definition, it's just power. Now we understand why Hashem, who has no definition, and who has no limit, is within wisdom. And now we understand why, why within, no matter who the person is, no matter how much he may have sinned, no matter how far he tried to separate himself from God, he is stuck. The essence of God is going to be within him forever. That is why. A Jew may try, God forbid, to, to convert. He may try in every way possible to remove the godliness within him. But the famous quote that hopefully you'll hear millions of times is, a Jew is a Jew is a Jew. That, that's right here. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew. It's, there's nothing you could do about it. Very powerful. Very important. We can never judge who is greater. Say one person is greater than the other. This is why we say we're all equal. We all have the essence of God within us. I'm greater, you're greater. No, we're, we're not, it's not communism. But yeah, we're all, we're all in it together. Are there any questions? Awesome. Awesome. Before we conclude, well, for, so thank you everyone for coming. And uh, I, I appreciate you joining.